Welcome here, welcome to a new episode or the next episode of the Sincerely Nicole Rose podcast. It is such a pleasure and such a privilege to have you here and today, as the title says, I am talking about hymns but before I get to hymns, there's like a whole backstory that I want to share with you and then we're going to get into, into hymns. So around the start of this year, the end of last year, I cut out a bunch of worship music that I used to listen to from what I listened to because I found that the churches propagating that music, I found them to be unbiblical. I don't think they portray accurate biblical theology and they don't portray anything I want to replicate in my life or anything I want to be associated with. So... I cut that out and it was pretty hard. Um, A lot of very popular worship artists, mainstream worship um, that most most people listen to and love and enjoy, I'd cut out because I decided um, when you listen to a song on iTunes, here's the fact, when you listen to a song on Spotify or iTunes, you earn that producer or that person or that band AdSense or not AdSense, um, you earn them sense. So the more people listening, the more money they make and that was where my conviction really caught me because a lot of people would be like, oh, we don't need to cancel a whole artist. We can still listen to the artist. We don't have to um, like throw them away entirely. We can just listen to their biblically sound songs. And um, for people who do that, that's okay. But the reason I don't do that is because when you listen to their songs, if they are producing popular music, popular worship music that is unbiblical, um, they're... By listening to the biblical songs, you are still financing their ministry to continue to put out the very thing you disagree with. And for me, it was just a big no. I really felt the Lord just be like, okay, cool. Oh, you know what? So silly. I, you know what? I need to slap myself. I never close my WhatsApp and I never close my email. And then you guys get that beautiful sound coming through. So... That was where I was at. I'd been really convicted that, you know what I listen to and what I say, actually, they have to line up with one another at some point. I can't just be saying these things, but going back and listening to preachers I don't find to be having teaching sound teaching, to worship leaders whose theology is not sound, whose doctrine I would consider dodgy. (laughs) So that cut out most of what I used to listen to. And I didn't have anything to listen to. And I was just like, okay, cool. Well, there's nothing left to listen to. So I guess I just really won't listen to worship music unless it was like some Rain Collective songs because I love Rain Collective and I had some All Sons and Daughters in there. But that was relatively it. Um, I don't really listen to your song. Not because there's anything wrong with them. I just don't really enjoy their style of music. So I didn't listen. I, yeah. If you enjoy Hillsong, go for it. They're just they're just not my fave. Um, I love United Pursuit. Um, they're high on my list. So like I still had stuff, but like the main body or what I listened to all the time had been cut out. And I was like, okay, cool. This is a good thing. I know I did the right thing, especially for myself and 
to like stick to my guns and what I believe in but it felt like part of me was gone and I was like well now there's this like this passion I have and I'm passionate about worship I love worship and suddenly I'm like and when I say I love worship I love worship music and worshiping through song and to start with I replaced worship music with psalms because if you feel something there's a song for it and then um, I've memorized a bunch of psalms and they were great but there still wasn't that emotion that can come with worship. And as a creative, as a woman, I like emotions. Emotions can be a good thing. They're indicators. They're, they can be very positive feelings. We can't be ruled by our emotions, but we shouldn't discredit them or throw them off. So um, I listened to a bunch of people who said, oh, you should listen to old music. You should listen to hymns. And then so the only time I'd ever like really been around hymns before, there are two instances. Um, my dad's parents are Catholic, and when we visited them, we would go to Mass with them. And if I'm honest, I really didn't like the hymns we sung at Mass. They just, they were not my favorite style of music. They were very repetitive, a little bit boring. And if you are Catholic and you are listening to this and you love those hymns, I am happy for you. I didn't. And that, in my mind, always had this picture of hymns. And then the other picture is school choir, where my teacher would map out hymns. And I would be like, oh, we have to sing this one again. God be with you as we meet again. And I was just like, no, please. And I sang that badly on purpose. And I'm just like, I can't. I can't do this. Like, And then there's like Amazing Grace, which is great. It's like the one hymn everyone knows. But there is only so long you can go like, My chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. Like, it's amazing and I love it. But there's only like so long you can sing that over and over and over again. And I just was like, okay, cool. I'm done. I just, I just like kind of sat in like this meh state like the meh emoji that's like the best like way I can describe it for a really long time and it was just I don't know what to listen to I know I should be listening to something but I just also don't feel like the effort and I don't know what to do and then recently the Lord has just been speaking to me and when I say speaking to me there's been this strong desire in my heart to go back into impassioned worship. Rain Collective has a song that goes like this. I will be undignified and I will praise the Lord my God with all my life and I will leave my pride behind and I will praise the Lord my God with all my life. And I was just like, I love that. I love worshiping in a manner that is undignified where I can lay all of my expression at the feet of Jesus. I can bring my creativity. I can bring my emotions. I can bring who I am and I can give it to the Lord. And I absolutely adore doing that. And it's been something I've been missing and especially with not having church. And then the Lord, he's really been putting this desire in me. And this past Sunday um, at church, he... He just, he put in me, in my heart, and he said, my child hymns. And I was like, okay, like, I know hymns are sound, I know they're good, but once again, choir and mass, those were like the two things stuck in my head. And I was like, I really don't want to listen to hymns. But then, 
I decided, okay, cool. I'm putting on my big girl pants. I'm a grown up. Um, I can make myself do things I don't like to do. <laughs> so I went and I downloaded a album called Hymns by Shane and Shane. And it's just covers of old hymns. And I went and got them, that album. And I have absolutely, and when I say absolutely, I mean absolutely been adoring it. Um, it's got How Great Thou Art, Amazing Grace, Holy, 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 In Christ Alone, such, such goodness. And then I've learned something so much like over my time as a songwriter and as a musician, um, I've had lots of people teach me how to write worship music and the way they would teach would be, you know, make it down for the dumb it down for the congregation. It has to be something easy for them to remember and it has to be something they can pick up immediately and follow along with. We don't want to use too many words because um, people will get lost and then life happens. There's a song in this album called I Will Wait For You, Psalm 130, and there is no, like with the exception of the chorus, there is no rep repetition. Like the words go, out of the depths I cry to you, in darkest places I will call, incline your ear to me and you, and hear my cry for mercy, Lord. Were you to count my sinful days, how could I come before your throne? If all forgiveness meets my gaze, I stand redeemed by grace alone. And like it keeps going like so put your hope in God alone take courage in his power to save completely and forever one by Christ emerging from the grave and like then so many more and God himself has paid the price that all who trust in him today find healing in his sacrifice that all who trust in him today and like it's different words like there is little to no repetition and that has been the case with so many of these albums and it's so contrary to everything I've been taught and learned and studied through worship music and then yeah the more I've been listening my heart it just is inclined to worship like these are the words to in Christ alone in Christ alone my hope is found he is my rock my strength I can't my shield and then like there's a song called his mercy is more which I have been in love with um praise the lord his mercy is more stronger than darkness new every morning our sins they are many his mercy is more what love could remember no wrongs we have done omniscient all-knowing he counts out their sum thrown into the sea without bottom or shore our sins they are many his mercy is more like when you listen to that how can you not get excited like oh, it's and it's all about the Lord we have so much me-centered worship music nowadays where it's me I feel this me 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 and then you get into these old songs and like how great thou art we all know the song it's old when I an awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made I see the stars I hear the rolling thunder thy power throughout the universe displayed then sings my soul my Savior, God, to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. Like, and there's just, okay, this verse, when I heard this, I heard this on the way to um, community because we're now allowed to meet in homes. So we're meeting in groups less than 10. Um, I was driving and I was listening to the song 
And when I think that God, his son, not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in, that on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Fuck. That's the gospel. That's, that's why we in this. I was just, I was moved. And the more I've listened, the more I have been falling in love with this. And I had this, this realization that in the name of progression, and I know this isn't for everyone, but it's something I see amongst more of the young people I hang out with, that in the name of progression, we have completely thrown out that which came before. And what I mean by that is 90% of Christians under 25 today would not be able to sing those hymns. They wouldn't know what they are. They would only know the new music sung at church, the new hip modern songs. And if you were to go into an old age home and you were to play one of our new modern 2015, 2016 worship songs, you would have a group of old people who love the Lord and been serving him for their entire lives, like mothers and fathers, old people in the faith, staring blankly at you. But you could walk in there and sing His mercy is more in Christ alone. You could sing I exalt thee, come to the fount, my salvation is in the Lord. Any of those songs, Amazing Grace, and they wouldn't need words. You wouldn't need a projector. These men and women are well-versed in hymns and old songs. And I'm not saying that some of the progression hasn't been good. I mean, look at the way we get to worship in extravagance nowadays. Yes, it is a beautiful thing and it is a good thing. And I'm not the kind of person who's like, we must now throw all the new things away and go back to the old. But there should be a level of gratefulness to those who have gone before, to those who have pioneered before. Like most young Christians today don't know anything about doctrine. They do not know who Augustine is or John Wesley or John Calvin. Is it John Calvin? I think so. I could be wrong on that first name, but they don't know who Calvin is. Um, Arminian, they don't know who he is. Um, like, they, even Martin Luther, I mean, praise the Lord for Martin Luther. We can be free practicing Protestants today because of what he did. So, I've really just, I've, the Lord has put in me this desire to respect and to learn about what what came before us because honestly we cannot profess for something to be our entire lives and you don't have to buy into this we but I think it is worth listening to that we cannot profess to be all about something with our entire lives but know nothing of its history and to be completely detached from the history like these are beautiful pure biblical hymns 
they're good. There's there's nothing not good about them. And you know what? Bring them into a modern band. We don't just have to sit with a choir and a piano and some old people. We don't have to do that. As young people, let's take them. We don't need to rewrite, but we can rearrange. We can add our electric guitar and we can add our drum beat and you can make it something beautiful, something modern, but we don't have to chuck out and start from scratch. We've already been given a foundation. And how grateful are we to have a foundation? So um, that's been, yeah, I've been learning that so hectically. I need to know what came before. I need to know what my beliefs are based on, what worldview they are based on, where they come from. And I encourage you to do the same because I'm a four-point Calvinist. I have like some qualms with like the predestination one, some things I disagree with there and publicly disagree with. But the rest of it I think is good. Most of you would be like, what is Calvinism? Exactly. We should... We should know. And you know what? I am friends and related to many Arminiists. The man who heads the church movement I am part of is an Arminiist. Arminian, Arminian. And it couldn't bother me less. I'm so happy for him. You can back it up publicly. Like, good for you. Five stars. Fist bump. Absolutely adore them. This is not a belief that is to divide us, but it is a really great way to learn about someone quickly and to learn about the way someone views the world. Okay, this wasn't meant to be going down that road because I'm very passionate about that. I will bring this back. So I wanted to end this with a suggestion for you of, I've really been listening to one worship album and let me tell you, learning hymns is hard. There are so many different words, but the more I learn them, the more wonderful it is. Because when I'm lying in bed, I'm not just repeating one line over and over again. I'm actually telling myself the gospel story. When I struggle to sleep, I repeat things. It helps me think. I sometimes record podcasts when I'm struggling to sleep. But like, if I'm trying to like the lights off, my eyes are shut, and my brain is going a million miles an hour, I'm like, okay, best and easiest way to slow down, to sing worship. And not even to sing it, just to say the lines in my head. And I have absolutely adored having hymns to do this to. So there is an album on... Apple Music called Hymns Live by Shane and Shane. It is a 2019 album and y'all, your girl's been loving it. Like, your girl has been loving it. It's amazing. 10 out of 10. Cannot recommend enough. Please do yourself a favor. Go get it. Go listen listen to it. Be encouraged by what has come before. Be grateful from what has come before. So this, I think, has been quite a long episode, but I love you and I'm so grateful that you would stick in and you would like plug in for this long conversation or this long thought train with me. But this is something I really, really care about and I'm so happy to have worship music to listen to that I know is biblically sound. I know these hymns are biblically sound. I don't have to check their theology. I love you guys. If you are listening on YouTube, please, would you like comment and subscribe. If you are on iTunes, please would you leave me a five-star review. I'm currently third when you search sincerely and my goal is to be number one. It would mean the world to me. I love you and have an amazing day.